According to the CDC, annual vaccination is the best way to reduce the chances that an individual will get influenza. Yet on U.S. college campuses, flu vaccination rates remain strikingly low. So why is it so difficult to motivate college students to get vaccinated? You're listening to Everyday Family Medicine, and I'm Dr. Jennifer Cottle. Joining me today is Dr. Lisa Ipp, Associate Professor of Clinical Pediatrics at Weill Cornell Medicine and Associate Director of Adolescent Medicine at New York Presbyterian Kamansky Children's Hospital. Dr. Ibb is also a board member for the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases, which recently released a survey about college students and rates of flu vaccinations. Dr. Ibb, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you very much for having me today. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about college flu vaccines. Well, absolutely. I mean, we're delighted to have you here. Uh, So let's jump right in. So to start, let's focus on the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases survey itself. Can you give us an overview of what the survey found and a little bit of just an insight into it, perhaps? Sure. So we thought to sort of get an understanding of why college students had pretty low vaccination rates for flu. We know that the CDC recommends annual flu vaccines, even for all healthy individuals, and our our rates of flu vaccination rates among college students fall dramatically short of the 70% goal of Healthy People 2020 recommendations. So we sought to sort of try to figure out why this was the case, and we surveyed nationally students that were 18 to 24 years of age and asked them a large range of questions regarding their perceptions about flu, whether or not they were intending to get the flu vaccine this season, and barriers to getting the vaccine. And also, we wanted to understand what things would help them be more likely to get the vaccine either this season or in upcoming years. And basically, what we found, sort of to highlight a couple of main themes that we found, that misperception and fear are among the key barriers to flu vaccination. So among students who didn't get the flu vaccine or were not planning to this season, the top several reasons included spread pretty evenly, basically that they are healthy. So about a third of students said that they were healthy and didn't need it. Another third just simply don't like needles, which we certainly see time and time again in adolescence. And another third think that the vaccine doesn't work. So divided equally among those main categories as thinking about why students are not getting the flu vaccine. And then we dug a little deeper and found that about three in five students seem to think that the flu vaccine can cause the flu and another three out of five students don't think it's likely that they'll get the flu vaccine in the upcoming year. So we tried to think about the education piece and how we can educate students and minimize misperceptions and fear around the vaccine. So that was sort of one of the major things that we found, yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting, and those are definitely interesting survey results. I mean, you work in pediatrics and adolescent medicine, I'm curious to know, were you surprised by these results and the reasons why college students are not getting vaccinated? I'm curious about your own personal perceptions on the results that you found. You know, I think not terribly surprised. I think um, college students tend to think of themselves as as a pretty healthy group. So those that are healthy and thriving and not putting maybe their health as a priority in in their college years, they have a lot of other things going on. I think that part of it is not surprising. Also, the idea behind needles being a barrier, I see that time and time again in my practice. And then that thought that the vaccine simply doesn't work also tends to be a running theme. So I think these are not surprising 
but an opportunity for us to educate around increasing uptake in years to come to protect their health because certainly as a provider, we see it as a priority and want to increase vaccination uptake for sure. Well, you know, there's a common misperception, although it is a perception and perhaps may be true, right, that college students tend to be relatively healthy and they tend to be some of the healthier people amongst the population. So why then is this group of people, our college-age students, particularly vulnerable to influenza? Why still it's important to get vaccinated? Uh, Just thinking about the environment that college students are in, certainly common living spaces, classrooms, large group settings, social activities, all of those sort of social interactions make it more likely for them to contract the flu. So they're in particularly close quarters and sharing drinks and in close settings. So I think although they're a healthy group, we understand that they're at even a higher risk than other young adults are. Right. And and let's come back around to the kind of opening this up more globally. You know, we're talking about the importance of influenza vaccine. Let's also sort of remind ourselves of the risks of influenza, not only to this population, but others. Can you talk to some of that, to some of these potential severe health risks that can happen as a result of influenza infection? Flu is fairly common, and most of the time people, you know, will be sick for anywhere from five, seven, ten days with a fever and aches and and pains and so forth. But unfortunately, what we also see are patients that are hospitalized with the flu. Unfortunately, we see deaths. And what we know, you know, as far as college students go, even those that are not hospitalized or very, very ill, it's missed days of classes and how that impacts their academic performance in that particular quarter or semester. So the effects of flu can be very severe, but even just the missing classes and the time taken out of college, I think, is a really important point to make. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Everyday Family Medicine, and I'm Dr. Jennifer Caudill. My guest is Dr. Lee. And we're talking about a recent survey about college influenza vaccination rates. So, Dr. Ip, let's continue going on. We discussed a little bit about the survey in our first section, talking about how college students are not getting vaccinated as much as we would like. As part of the survey, the foundation created recommendations for increasing the rate of flu vaccinations. Can you discuss what some of those recommendations are? Sure. So certainly it was important to us to understand why students weren't getting the vaccine and then, of course, to dive a little deeper and and ask them what things would make it more likely for them to go and, and get the vaccine. And basically what came out high on that list are monetary and other incentives. So food, gifts, gift cards, that was sort of very high up on what would incentivize them. And then the other main idea was that the college or student health could provide the flu vaccine at low or no cost. So thinking that cost is a barrier and then just access in general. So thinking about places on campus that would be more easy for them, more visible areas like the student center, possibly going to the student health center is not necessarily the most easy or convenient process, whereas if flu vaccine areas were set up on the quad or in front of the student center in eating areas, that would also lower the barriers to getting the vaccine is what we're told by students who completed the questionnaire for us. That's so interesting. And I'm just sort of thinking back to my college days years and years ago. And this is a concept, right? As students seem to have mentioned that incentives tend to work, whether it's food or gift cards or monetary stuff. It definitely influenced me in my college days. So I can I can relate to that sentiment. 
Right. But also very interesting, the idea of opening up access as well to getting the vaccine. We had talked about whether or not the barriers sort of were surprising to me. I would agree. The incentives, I think that if you feed them, they will come. And I think food and monetary definitely go a long way, which is something we thought would be the case. And it kind of just proved our point, (laughs) our hypothesis. Yes. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of nice to remember those days and also hear what students are thinking, that this is how they feel. I really enjoyed the thoughts about increasing access to the flu shot, maybe not having the students go to the student center, for example. Sure. But having other sort of open access locations where they might also be able to get vaccinated. So this is very interesting. And I think these are really interesting suggestions. So Dr. Ip, can you tell us a little bit about maybe some thoughts or considerations that we need to keep in mind as young people and adolescents are going off to college and how they make healthcare decisions? That's a great question and one that we actually asked them about in specific. So we wanted to understand when students went off to college and were no longer under their parents' roofs, how do they make choices regarding their own health? And what was interesting and I think important is that parent guardians, other family members still play a very large role in their health care decision making. So about almost 50% of students felt as though those, the family members, were very influential in making health care choices. And very close, about 44% of students said that healthcare professionals played a very important role. So just seeing those as opportunities, so parents, family members reminding their sons or daughters to get the flu vaccine while they're at college, I think would go a long way. And I've also talked a lot with colleagues in the adolescent world about healthcare professionals really at that pre-college visit. So often we have a pre-college visit with with our, our patients. We see them off to college. We talk a lot about risk reduction and things that they'll encounter in college. I think that would be a wonderful opportunity for their primary care physicians to put in a plug, a strong plug for getting the flu vaccine right around the corner in that fall when the flu vaccine becomes available on student and college campuses. So I want to underscore the importance of family members, guardians, siblings, and certainly physicians and healthcare practitioners still playing a very important role in college students' health. Those are really great suggestions. And I think as physicians and healthcare providers, you know, these are the great things to remember to encourage families and our patients and young people to do to make sure that they really receive continuity of care and that they get vaccinated properly. And also that they get their other health care services, too. That's that's really important. And to close, can you talk to us a little bit about Healthy People 2020? You know, the target goals, where we stand and where we need to be. Can you kind of go through that for us? The whole purpose of this survey was really to understand and get a handle on why our college vaccination rates to flu are so low. So we have rates of anywhere from 8 to 39 percent of college students getting vaccinated and just to highlight falling dramatically short of the 70 percent vaccination goal per the Healthy People 2020 recommendation. So we hope that we can move this needle. Our next step after the questionnaire is to gather this information and bring it back to school-based health center stakeholders, meet with the heads of school-based health centers across the country, speak with them about our findings, and hopefully 
with a better understanding of this issue, bring these recommendations to college campuses and show a rise in vaccination rates during our next flu season. So more to come on that. We're really hoping we can take this and affect change and get a great deal closer to that 70% goal. That would be our hope. And I hope it's tenable, sure. And with that, I I really want to thank my guest, Dr. Lisa Ip, for joining me today to talk about ways to improve influenza vaccination rates on college campuses. Dr. Ip, it was great having you on the program. Thank you so much again for for having me and allowing me to share this, I, I think, very helpful information to your listeners. Thank you. I'm Dr. Jennifer Cottle, and to access this episode and others from Everyday Family Medicine, please visit us at ReachMD.com and become part of the knowledge. Thank you for listening.